Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. The first day of the third test is complete and Eureka, no interruptions. And in fact, the day ended about three or four minutes earlier than 6.30. So the players managed to get all 90 overs in before the kind of 6.30 cutoff. Remarkable. No delays for bad light. But it, funnily enough, it wasn't the easiest day weather-wise to play cricket, was it? Well, an extraordinary day, really. As you say, we finished early. Absolutely incredible. Let's start with a couple of questions. Is it easier to play in the wind or in bad light? And why are there so few tall, top-class batsmen? And, of course, we saw today Zach Crawley, six foot five, make his maiden Test match 100, his fourth 100 only in his first-class career. And poor old Pakistan, they had to play in a, in a howling gale Really difficult to play sport when it's that windy. So is it better? Would you rather play in bad light or in a, in a howling gale, Yoz? Well, there's no, there's no debate about it. Uh, I'd much rather play in bad light. And uh, anyway, I, I don't think bad light is an issue. I think the players and umpires make far more of it than there actually is anyway. Uh, but the wind, oh God, it's just horrible. And, you know, it's... It's funny, but you'd think that it's more destabilising for bowlers. And yes, it is, because, you know, a bowler gets sort of blown off his run-up and you have to sort of start again. And all it totally changes where you're aiming the ball as well, especially if you've got a crosswind, because suddenly the ball is taken completely away from the direction you were aiming at it, it at. Or the alternative is you're running into the wind as well. You know, if you're me anyway, you never get the choice of ends and downwind. So uh, it's always into the wind. So... That, that from all points of view for bowlers, it's pretty horrible. But actually, I think batsmen are affected by it quite significantly as well. If it's that gusty like it was today, it can really quite disrupt your stance at the wicket. And, you know, you can sort of hear the winds sort of gusting past. And you, 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 it, it is very off-putting. And yet, 
the leaning tower of Pisa, Zach Crawley, managed to stay upright all day and score <laughs> 171. He actually batted superbly. I mean, he's, he's really quite easy on the eye, isn't he? I mean, he, he, he came in uh, relatively early when Burns was out. Again, another low score for uh, Rory Burns. I thought he actually got quite a good ball, but, I mean, as Geoffrey always says, as a top-class batsman, you need to learn to not get out to the good balls and then punish the bad balls. Anyway, that's a, another matter. But uh, Zach Crawley... Yeah, he played so many crisp shots, and what is a great feature of his play, of course, is he's he's good on the front foot and the back foot. And you know, I think there's a general feeling that you really to be a top class Test player, a decent Test player, you have to be able to play off the back foot. Yeah, and I, I think that's a really good point. And you know, when you talk about tall players and how, how many tall batsmen, uh, successful batsmen, have there been, and there haven't been that many, and we'll we'll examine why in a minute, but. Uh, certainly you think of a tall batsman as probably going to be dominant on the front foot because they've got a big stride. And I remember bowling uh, quite a lot at Graham Hick, uh, not very successfully, and he had such a big stride. It it felt like a a huge sort of giant coming towards you and you couldn't see anything but the front foot and this massive bat coming through. And they're able to drive balls, those tall players, that a lot of uh, shorter players can't because they can get closer to the pitch. And they're, they're very hard to contain, those sort of tall players, if they're good at getting forward. But oddly, quite a lot of, of tall batsmen, and I'm thinking someone like Tom Moody, for instance, who was excessively tall, actually, you quite fancied bowling at him because he didn't use his front foot, he didn't use his reach at all, and, and therefore he actually was quite easy to contain. But the, the, the interesting thing about Crawley is he does use his reach, not probably quite as much as he might do. He doesn't really uh, take a big stride, but he's got a, a good reach, uh, clearly, to be able to drive the ball. And there's, some of those off drives were lovely shots. But he's good off the back foot, uh, as you pointed out. And you, you very, I think you very rarely get a tall player who's good at both, partly because, perhaps, they're not very mobile, because they're a, a bigger frame. Therefore, they're not very nimble at the crease. Yeah, I mean, going back in time now, you know, I remember you know Michael Holding sort of pinning Tony Gregg in, in in 1976 at the Oval, you know, bowling the ball right you know, full. It was almost, it almost seemed impossible for Gregg to get the bat down in time. I mean, Tony was what six six something like yeah. that, you know, very mm. tall. You know, what, what about tall players? What about tall successful players? I mean, you, you, I suppose the other thing is you think about. A lot of the top class players, you know, they're they're relatively short, aren't they? You, yeah. you think of Tendulkar, you think of Coley, you think of you know Root and and Williamson and and, and Barbara Zam, you know, the, the the modern top class players. But then you go back a bit, you know, the likes of you know Brian Lara. You think of Viv Richards, and Viv, Viv was an imposing, physically imposing character, but he, you know he wasn't massively tall. Yeah, you know, so 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 the real top class players, there there are. Of a certain height. What about the the really tall players? I was I was thinking about you know who've been successful. Uh, Kevin Peterson is quite tall, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, uh, he, he was. I think he's taller than people realise. Actually, I once did a a, a little video of. You know, couldn't think of anything better to do on this particular day. It was the day that, or well, the day after, Peterson got a double hundred at Adelaide in the Ashes. Mm. And there's a statue outside the ground of Donald Bradman playing a sort of forward defensive or a forward drive or something. Uh, and I did a, a piece about Peterson showing how much further he could reach than a Bradman, uh, sort of standing parallel to the statue 
of this shot playing forward and then kind of mimicking where Peterson could get to. You know, Peterson could get, because he, he was a front foot player and he liked taking that stride down the pitch, didn't he? He could reach you know, about a yard or more further down the pitch than a Bradman or a Ponting or somebody like that. And it just gives you so much more scope to to drive balls, place balls, whip balls, it just totally disrupt a, a bowler's length. So it is slightly surprising that there haven't been more, more tall players. But I think in the past, most of them have been not very good at playing the short ball. And in fact, even Peterson wasn't that good. I mean, he was so good in other ways that he sort of got away with it. But I remember um, Morning Morkel giving him a bit of a going over once and him not looking too good when the bowling was really quick and short. And certainly that was the case with somebody like Graham Hick. You know, the standout tallest players would be, well, Peterson and I suppose Matthew Hayden, who who was intimidating, was a sort of incredible hulk at the wicket. He was probably six foot four and about the same width. And, and he largely was a front foot player, but he was also very good on the hook and the pull. I can tell you that Matthew Hayden is 1.88 metres tall. Right. What does that... Con- con- <laughs> uh, I, knew, I, I knew you were going to say that. Let let me work it out while we uh, keep talking. Uh, you know, Clive Lloyd, he, he yeah. was a, a, mm-hmm. you know, a tall... Devastating player. Yeah, fant- fantastic player. He, he was tall. But you know, they're, they're actually, they're, they're, they're more outliers, aren't they? And the, and the, the, sort of the real top class, the, the greats, if you like, are in, in that certain height bracket. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and it's because batting needs to... You, you need to be nimble in the, mo- in the main... You know, lots of sort of top batsmen talk about d- dancing at the crease and, you know, being light on your feet. And almost by definition, tall players, really tall players, are usually quite sort of heavy footed and, and tend to plant their feet and then get stuck and, and can't get. I mean, you know, Graham Hitt got really afflicted with that. Uh, he, he took a big stride, hit the ball on the up superbly, but as soon as Curtly Ambrose got in his sights, Bowl short of a length to him into the ribs, and you know at a good high pace, he didn't really know how to respond to it. Uh, perhaps he was a bit timid as well as a character. It wasn't only about technique, but you know generally batting. You, you think of Brian Lara, you think of Sachin Tendulkar, you think of Ponting, um, even AB de Villiers is another. Jarvid Meander. Jarvid Meander, exactly. You know these guys have just got so much sort of flexibility and, and dynamism at the crease. Steve Smith not that tall is he mm. uh you know just moves around so fluidly and and batting is about movement and being dynamic at the crease joe root is another one 1.88 meters equates you'll be quite slightly surprised at this actually yours matthew hayden's height just under six two right. i think it's more i think it's more yeah. the sort of the size of his shoulders and maybe you, know, you mentioned how sort of wide he looks it gives him that sense of being imposing of course it was the way he played as well um on Zach Crawley, how many test hundreds do you think Zach Crawley's capable of making? Mm, His first test hundred today at the age of 22, as I mentioned earlier, only four first-class hundreds in his career. Uh, you know, obviously, it depends on all sorts of factors, but what's, what sort of potential uh, do you yeah, think he has? That's you know, a good question. I, I, think, I don't think he's going to be a great. Uh, I think Ollie Pope could be. Because he just got that more, uh, it was a greater repertoire. Uh, I, I think that um, Crawley 
he, he, if I was a bowler, I'd be thinking, I quite fancy bowling at him. He doesn't really quite transfer his weight onto the front foot. And it was a good pitch today. Uh, bowlers maybe were not getting that much out of it and it wasn't doing a whole lot. So, and he exploited it brilliantly. And he played some lovely shots off back and front. He, funnily enough, reminded me a bit of John Crawley, some of his shots, clips through leg side, off drives. But I sort of feel there is a bit of vulnerability there still. I don't feel he's a, 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 a guy who's going to get 20 test hundreds like a Graham Gooch or, or somebody like that or a Michael Vaughan. I think he's in the, in the 10 to 12 mm. test hundred bracket. What about you? Yeah, well, I think that's a, that's a reasonable shout. And I think what's what's fascinating is when you see a young player, you you always wonder about their potential, don't you? And then you can have a chance to look back, uh, you know, ten years later after they played their career. I remember, what, I mean, for example, but we could be so wrong. I can remember watching Graham Thorpe on a on an England A tour, and I thought, I can't, I can't see what it is about. Graham Thorpe that everyone is is raving about and, and you know he obviously turned into a you know a high class player and actually I actually saw him play two you know two of the best innings I think I've I've ever seen uh, for England one in the the Caribbean and and one at Trent Bridge on the chase against New Zealand from memory so you know so you can be you can be confounded this game confounds us all and you know there obviously I'm <laughs> might also say I'm not a very good judge but you know so it's it's great to sort of speculate and I agree with you Ollie Pope looks to have um, you know, a bit more about him than Zach Crawley, but you know, England have got two potentially you know fine young players there, and you know, over time it will be really enjoyable to watch them, as it indeed it will be to watch uh, Ben Stokes's career pan out as you know as it goes on, as it develops even more. Not long after the day's play finished, uh, Zach Crawley was straight into the Big Brother chair to give us his thoughts. Actually, so let's hear from him. I was on ninety nine with one ball left, and um, you know, I, I didn't want. Want to have to weigh in over on ninety nine, so I was, I was pretty determined to play a shot at that ball, and then to finally to find the gap and to run to, and then come back. And now, and I got my first test hundred. It was, um, you know, it was all a bit of a blur. I could see the lads up on the balcony, and you know, I was trying to keep it, I was trying to keep it calm, but uh, you know, inside I was uh, absolutely buzzing. And you know, it's great to um, to be out there with Josh. You know, he played brilliantly today, and um, you know, he was a very calm head for me out there, and made it a lot easier for me. You know, kind of see all the the nets that I've done in the past, and all the times you know I've gone on my own to hit some balls and that, and it just seemed all worth it. I mean, you do question yourself when you're in a run of ducks, or you know, run of low scores, and you can't buy a run, whether it whether it was worth it, whether you're better off doing something else. But um, I was lucky; it just seemed it, it was kind of a feeling that it was all worth it, um, and it, that was a great feeling. Who drops out then? Zach Crawley is in this England side at number three, uh, route back at four. Uh, who drops out when Ben Stokes comes back? Presumably, <laughs> presumably one of the bowlers. But it's an interesting one if Stokes, you know, weren't fit to bowl, what what, yeah. what England would do? I, I mean, it would have to be one of the bowlers, wouldn't it? Because Stokes would come back as, you know, one of the four pace bowlers, or perhaps even one of five. You know, it, it's not beyond the bounds of possibility with England so thin in the spin department in future test matches as they did in Johannesburg where they played they said well we don't need spin here we're just going to play five quick bowlers so that you know that's a possibility as well but you know presumably one of the bowlers is going to have to drop out uh, when Ben Stokes comes back into the side 
Well, you, it's not going to be until January at the no. earliest, by which time he will be uh, obviously back to full fitness, one hopes. Yeah. And although he would probably have played in the IPL between now and then, uh, I, I think that, that Stokes is rightful place in the in the order is for number five anyway. So I think that's fine. You get uh, those two openers, uh, Crawley at three, Root four, Stokes five. Maybe still thinking about Butler at seven, mm. actually. Mm. Uh, so, you know, Pote at six, uh, Butler at seven. I quite like the look of that. Butler, um, another impressive innings by him today. I think he's improving with every innings at the moment. And, you know, great contrast of, of innings you know, compared to that run chase he supervised uh, in the last Test match uh, under pressure. Here, relying on his defence, batting 140 balls, one of the longest innings he's played in Test cricket in sight of his second Test 100. And, you know, everyone thought he'd made the breakthrough when he made that first Test 100 against India and then nothing much since. Well, now he looks like he's really got it together. He's sorted out a couple of little technical things. He's uh, He looks assured at the crease, but then still has the, seems to have got better a better sense of when to just cut loose or when to express himself a bit. Two massive straight sixes off Yasir Shah almost came out of the blue, but then he went back into playing a, a composing again. So, you know, a really impressive performance by him, uh, even though Crawley dominated that uh, fifth wicket stand. And, you know, suddenly, well, apart from Rory Burns failing a, a little bit, the, 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 suddenly the... The batting order looks really quite good again, yeah. and, and that's without Stokes. Yeah. What about the top of the order? Burns has had a you know really a lean time mm. of it, and you ha- you have that feeling when you watch him bat that you know if, if he's out of nick, it's all it it's, looks even worse in a way because of the way he plays that that right leg sort of mm. sliding yeah. right across and then well, being dragged it, back again. It, it, he's had this classic mini kind of crisis that occurs with every batsman, where they get out. LBW a couple of times so they're thinking oh dear you know I'm planting my foot a bit too early I'm getting across too far my head's going over too far I need to just sort of pause and hold my weight back a little bit and not commit myself so early so now they get caught 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 slip instead uh, because they're not getting over enough so it's it's a classic issue that batsmen all face Uh, it's just that issue of alignment and if you don't get out one way, you get out the other way. And how do you, you know, he's now got to go back to, well, I need to get across a bit more to cover my stumps. Otherwise, I'm going to get caught caught edging again. He's going through that horrible patch where you sort of slight start to doubt yourself and you don't really know which way to turn. He's had a couple of good balls. You have to give bowlers that occasionally, as Joe Root would have done today, mm. because the ball he got was unplayable. Yeah, it was absolute beauty, wasn't it, from... Uh, Nassim Shah, fine delivery, and and Root was you know Root was in the perfect position uh, to play it, but it just it just nipped fractionally, and he was committed to the shot, and it, it took the outside edge. It was a it was a lovely delivery, an absolute bowl, bowler's dream. Having said that, overall today, I just thought Pakistan they became very flat quite quickly. Really, they were in the game. I, okay, well they you know they did play really well actually, Zach Crawley and, and Josh Butler, and they were they were aggressive. It was the, I think it was the first time really this summer. I felt that the, the bat was on top of the ball in that sort of second half of the day. It, it hasn't happened very often this summer. Okay, it did it did when England were in you know the latter part of that chase at, at Old Trafford when they you know they just went for it and it and it came off and but you know just on it in sort of like normal cricket if you, if you like. I thought well the first time this summer 
in sort of general run of the game that the the batsmen were were dominating today. I thought it was a really good toss to win as well mm. for the first time this summer. And you know, Pakistan now. I mean, they're they're in a really difficult situation in this match and in the series. Really, I think there's a general feeling that this pitch is going to going to become problematical to bat on the longer the game goes on. We've seen that quite a bit this summer, up and down a bit. It might spin. You know, Don Best might get in the game. You know, on the on the fourth, fifth day, so that you know they. They really are in a tough position. It's been a, about as bad a day for Pakistan, I think, as they possibly could have had today. OK, you could have been 350 for two, but 332 for four, uh, they're going to need something pretty dramatic to happen uh, in the morning. And then they're going to have to bat with great, a great deal of, of resolution against you know this pretty tough England uh, four-man pace attack. I don't understand the, the selection policies of the Pakistanis, I must say. And I know that you know one player isn't necessarily going to make all the difference. But the, the guy that played in that first test was the guy that really got the Pakistan innings going, Shadab Khan, came in at number six or seven and, and really uh, just put the, put the wind up England. And there was a bit of chaos and there were some quick singles and a few aggressive shots. And suddenly he got their innings back on track. And he was also handy with the ball, and he's a brilliant fielder, and he's just a live wire. Well, they replaced him with a number six who looks like a passenger. And, you know, all right, you know, you can't just change a total match with one different player, but I don't understand that. And as a result, they relied a lot on Yasir Shah today, who I feel actually just probably bowls a bit too much. On the first day, overs. yeah, a lot of overs, overs. hundred runs conceded. I mean, England playing very well, but apart from Pope, but you know, it just overexposed him. He's going to be needed later in the game to bowl a lot more overs. And um, you know, if they'd had Shadab Khan there as a fifth bowler, he might have just nicked a wicket somewhere, and he would certainly have lifted them in the field. Uh, so while that you know, may not have changed the situation, and of course, the other thing is. The, the Pakistan losing that first test, which they should have won, yeah. and then the second test largely meaningless. It, it, it's the psychological swing has been quite significant, and England though they do did lose those four early-ish wickets. You know, Butler and Wokes that, that excellent partnership to win that first test will have given England a bit more confidence and you know belief in themselves lower down the order, and which they, you know they proved they've got. A, a more depth they, they proved today and, and utilised it well. Well, yeah, having said that Shadab Khan should have played in this test match, a Q, absolutely Q, a, a Fawad Alam 100 tomorrow or some, some <laughs> later in this game. I mean, he's, yeah, he's the man with this extraordinary technique as well with, you know, two eyes looking down the pitch and, you know, b- both feet... Uh, you know, look at looking. You know, you saw sort of out towards square leg. This really open mm. stance. So you know that was going to be under scrutiny when Pakistan get their their chance to bat. Uh, it's going to be hard for them, though. You think um, the, the weather forecast is, is quite good for the next couple of days. And also the other thing about windy weather, very windy weather, it tends to dry conditions out uh, very quickly as well. So this, you know this pitch might dry out even more. So uh, uh, hard for Pakistan. England look to be. Uh, well on course, I would say, to not just uh, winning the match, but winning the series. But cricket, you know, cricket can change round, as I say. It can confound us all, as indeed that first test match did on the, the final day of the game at Old Trafford.
Okay, well, that's it. Um, hope the weather is a little better, a little fairer, perhaps, to, to both teams tomorrow, and that Pakistan can find a way to maybe trim a few wickets because they've put so much into this summer with their efforts to be over here and, 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 and play some entertaining cricket. So we look forward to tomorrow. Don't forget the last hour show, thecricketer.com, is uh, again, we'll be running that tomorrow with David Gower starting at 5 30. We had a few technical issues today. Uh, if you heard those, I apologise. They'll be improved tomorrow when we've also got uh, Angus Fraser and Dean Headley on the show from 5.30 at thecricketer.com so look forward to either speaking to you then or after play tomorrow on the podcast, thanks for listening Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.